Today I want to talk about The Exorcist which is a really brilliant film by William uh, Franklin. The movie is about a little girl who is um going to enter puberty and she is living with her mother who is an aging but a very successful actress and they are in Washington because her mother is dealing with a divorce um and she's also shooting a movie in Washington DC the thing about this film is that it is a very canonized film like it is one of the canons of horror films it, which means it is the kind of film you fall back to when you revisit the category of horror classics now this movie came out in um, 1973 which is also the year bergman made um cries and whispers these are two very different films and both of them are a reflection of what kind of society uh was existing at the time the films are made what's very interesting about exorcist is that every time the possessed girl who is uh possessed by uh, a a very particular demon called Pazuzu who is uh from Babylonian mythology and she every time uh we hear the demon talk it is a european language or it is british english which is very interesting because it's almost about america uh you know being the being possessed by the ghost of europe's colonial past and where and and the director is not shy about his political commentary he starts the film off by uh showing the film's title and making you listen to the Muslim azan that goes on in Iraq and the film starts with a priest who is uh at an archaeological site in Iraq and he finds some very peculiar objects there some of them which have some kind of 
evil in them and this can be the priests uh interpretation because there's nothing theoretical about it he is just perturbed by this uh Pazuzu statue that he has found and then he has a moment in Afghanistan when there is a uh, this very eastern man standing there with his teeth out grinning as he stands there and watches the sun rise against an, a much larger Pazuzu statue it's almost like America has no idea what the east is and is trying to oppress them and is trying to be the shadow of you know britain or european nations in general i mean obviously that can be an interpretation because uh, i looked up whatever reviews i could find i mean this is a very very famous movie and i uncovered this man called mark kermode who is a really good film critic and how he has been obsessed with exorcist for over years and has written a book on it made a documentary so this film exorcist is actually an adaptation of a book uh by the same name uh which is written by William Peter Blatty and it's based on real life events that happened in 1949 where an exorcism of a uh, Ronald Doe took place Now this is very interesting that uh, when the novelist wrote the screenplay director Franklin actually did not like it and he just took the book and he meditated on that book for a long time when he before he made the movie So the film uh starts off with a kind of provocation in 1973 i'm sure if you go to watch a film in american theater especially a horror film you are not expecting uh azan in the first frame itself and that just tells us like the boldness of the filmmaker and this filmmaker is very popular he was the author's choice to get on board and I mean there is a lot of stigma surrounding this movie like when you look this movie up it is constantly critics saying that you know this movie is not as horrific now maybe uh you know that it is like you watch horror movies for something bigger than just horror and i did not find anything that articulated that feeling that you feel when you watch a horror movie that's deeper than you know just a very plain hollywood horror tropes and i wanted to attempt articulating that because for me exorcist was a movie about life in the horror genre it's not a horror film i mean it is but also not because the point of it is not to scare you the point of it is to give you a facet of life like the choice of uh you know how the demon is communicating with the human world the demon is in this little girl's trachea 
he is talking through her he's constantly making very weird different kind of voices and sounds and it it's like there are multiple you know people trapped inside her there are multiple demons and that sounds like you know when you're crying or when you have a cough and you feel like there are voices uh, that your mouth is emitting that you are not making voluntarily and i think that is the core point of this movie which even uh, jijek discusses in his film the pervert's guide to cinema that how exorcist uses the voice to kind of tell you that you don't really know what your voice is like right now you're listening to me talking i'm thinking some thoughts i am not thinking some thoughts and somehow i'm trusting my mouth to deliver the exact words that i want it to and i trust it to do so and we all sort of live in this jumble possessed by voice like the only instrument we actually used to communicate or where the communication essentially started was voice and we have no idea where it lives in our body apart from the bi- biology of course and it's almost like we are possessed by voice what if there is no personality there is only voice and that is exactly what scares the shit out of you about exorcist is that it's telling you it's it's giving you horror in a medium that you already have it's not trying to scare you with something external something so it's it's inside you the horror is inside you and that is what is so amazing about this movie so the movie then goes on with in a in a society which is obsessed with science the idea that science has all the answers that is the world this actress is living in it's obviously a commentary on the culture of hollywood at the time as well and she goes to every doctor she can find she makes her daughter go through excruciating tests which require you know a needle in a throat like there are all these visuals about how we trust these different instruments to go inside our body it's just poetry it's not about is science correct or not is medical science good or not of course it serves its purpose it's about in that moment when she's going through that procedure how it is going to feel and the mother is watching her, her like her 11 12 year old daughter just go under the under like you know so many machines and then one day uh the mother chris she sees her daughter regan uh violently shake in her bed and it's not a natural thing it is like somebody else is pulling her hair and just bashing her head into the bed over and over again and she has no control of her body and her bed is shaking and this freaks her out she tries telling the doctors 
and scientists about how she thinks that this might be more than uh something wrong with her daughter's brain and they tell her they that uh a lot of times psychotic patients are able to control uh things around them and make it seem really fucked up and you as a viewer are thinking are you kidding me this is insane how can you not see it but that's the point if you are inside in that universe i mean just imagine if right now your mother starts acting like or anybody who you're living with your roommate your girlfriend your boyfriend your daughter anybody if they start behaving like they are possessed are you going to accept the fact that they are that you know they might just be actually possessed and it's not a mental issue thing will you be able to accept that of course not so how can we ex- uh, expect the characters of the movie to do that i mean we are living in the same kind of environment where medical sciences are to be held as the truth and then the mother is completely destroyed and then comes the tipping point which is a very very important scene that i could discuss for a long time it is the scene where the mother enters the room when regan is having another one of her violent attacks and when she enters the room regan is completely been taken over by this spirit by this demon and she is sticking a jesus's cross inside her vagina now and she's screaming jesus fuck me fuck me and then she is trying to pull her mother's face near her vagina and say mother lick me and it is a very very bold scene for a feature film that was quite mainstream back then of course it went through a lot of trouble uh, before it was released and people were very shocked by it i mean you have to understand at that time people did not have so much visual simulation as we do in 2022 it is a time when screens are limited to television and everybody is watching the same stuff either in the movie theater or in the tv so something like this is bound to shock you i mean imagine a, a, an 11 year old daughter just taking a, a cross a religious cross and sticking it in her vagina that has so many connotations it is extremely clear uh, with that scene that this movie is about this girl's puberty who is being ignored by her father and and is therefore really perturbed about how to deal with the changes in her hormones and her mother is busy and even though she's a very good mother at the end of the day where is my father and that is uh driving this whole thing the ghost is kind of uh from that angle for regan but when it comes to uh 
Chris, the mother, for her, it was, you know, breaking the whole convention of what people believe in Hollywood and breaking everything. And because she is pretty non-religious in the movie, uh, there is even a scene about that. And that's when, you know, this scene is supposed to shock the American audiences who walk in the film theater at that time. There's also a really cool thing that I noticed in this movie is that there are a lot of scenes where things are left unspoken. It's almost like a mockery that the dead will come and take over your voice because we, the living people, have no idea how to communicate with each other effectively, use our voice to the full extent. It's it's kind of like that angle, which I really like, the, the idea of that uh, people take information and communication for granted in the real world because we tend to think that there are no consequences of hiding some kind of truth or hiding some key information that the other person might need and what disasters that might actually lead to. Now, what I really like about this movie is that it's a really Western movie. Like, I feel horror as a genre thrives in the West, uh, particularly because of how the horror is just on your face in the East. Like, in the East, you have poverty and corruption just like on your face. Meanwhile, in Europe and US, everything is concealed everything is hidden because the weather the the wrath of mother nature in the form of weather is so extreme that that is that that the west has created these huge structures which make it look like a really stable society and it makes it look like it's really a well protected from things and that's why when you are in this part of the world you constantly feel like something might creep out of these walls because you know at the end of the day it's made by human beings so this idea of something horror like something like something from nature creeping in into uh, this the western society i think that makes horror like a very top-notch genre to be shot in the west i think the eastern's take on horror would be much more ritualistic would be much more about reality than surrealism which is what um like western horror uh falls back on So this movie was the first movie ever to win an Oscar and a lot of uh, mothers refused uh, to have their daughters, you know, casted for this role of Regan, the girl who is possessed because obviously the scenes are just so, so graphic. Um, but Linda Blair, who ended up getting the part of Regan, her mom actually really liked the script. There is a very interesting scene in the beginning where there is a Virgin Mary's statue. 
um, inside a church near to Regan and Chris's house. And that church, uh, one day the priest comes in and finds that the Mother Mary statue has some satanic kind of symbols growing on it, which I thought was a really smart way to involve religion in it. Like the church is invested also because something happened inside the church. The the very uh, sort of prominent and highlighted way of showing that kind of reminded me of Paul Van Hoeven's uh, Benedetta, which is a fairly new movie. And it's uh, it's mocking the church more, uh, which is also a really, really good take on the same topic. So Exorcist uh, runs from, you know, the mother understanding finally that her daughter is not her daughter after she has been through that scene where Regan asks her to, you know, eat her pussy. And that's when she starts fighting the doctors and saying that you guys have no fucking idea what you're doing. I am shelling out so much money. You are the supposed to be the best doctors in the country and you have no idea what you're fucking doing. And that's when the doctor is like, maybe you can perform, you know, the exorcist, exorcism. I mean. <laughs> and Regan, meanwhile, is having her violent episodes. And she actually ends up murdering her mother's love interest, which again is like highlighting the fact that this movie is about Regan's puberty ultimately. I mean, the screenplay is too clean and it's amazing how it's come out of a book. It's almost like the book was supposed to be a movie all along. I read a few pages of the book too and they are actually eerily similar to what the movie is. There's not actually been many changes and still it works, which is like great. And so this movie enters this kind of philosophical realm when exorcism actually starts happening. And that is when the movie really elevates itself uh, with all the setup it has done. It's completely worth it. And the exorcism is almost like you as uh, as an audience are going through a kind of exorcism you know yourself and there are uh, some really good moments which happen during it and one of them is a dialogue between Merrin the priest who was able to find Pazuzu's statue in Iraq and Damien, the one priest who has done uh, his psychology studies and is really skeptical about the exorcism and 
he is really not into it he's really not into it he's not able to believe that regan is possessed he still believes it's schizophrenia he he starts questioning everything and he is not able to like his uh reluctance to accept that somebody might be possessed also comes from the pa- fact that his mom recently passed away so obviously when you know a relative ha- relative uh, that to so close like your fucking mom has passed away you will tend to not believe that ghosts exist because it's such a violent idea it that that your mother who has left her body can still be around you like it's it's really creepy at the end of the day so after a really uh, exhausting exorcism session damian and merin come out of the room and damian is distraught he's like why this girl it doesn't make any sense why this girl and why us and merin is like the point is to make us despair to see ourselves as animal and ugly to reject the possibility that god could love us and this dialogue is so beautiful because it very very uh specifically addresses religion and it is very fair to the idea of religion it's basically saying that religion stands for the idea that every horror you face in life is just to prove that god might not love you but you have to completely believe that god loves you i mean from a psychological perspective it makes complete sense because world is completely impossible it's 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 impossible and we have made a very functioning society out of the impossible and for a good chunk of that time most of the world was religious so along with all the destruction and wars especially in a film which is addressing the iraqi war in such a trippy way by making the demon talk in latin and you know even italian and uh speak in a british accent when talking in english a film that is making such strong political points uh is also making a point which is very profound about a religion it's talking about and that's where exorcism beca- like uh becomes this cult movie which deserves to be studied and there and of course this is like the biggest canon that you can look back to when comparing any horror movie a movie which transcends into philosophy by addressing uh you know the phenomenology of geist through usage of voice so there's a hegelian idea then it is talking about religion in a very very metaphysical way then it is talking about the human condition and the condition of society then it's commenting on war i mean there are so many things going on in each scene and not to forget that every dialogue and every character is designed to fit into this universe and the characters are completely fleshed out i mean it's almost as if uh 
the author actually went to Ronald's exorcism and saw the whole process and then wrote this down and made and you know had producers make a movie on it and that's a a movie which has faced a lot of criticism it has been said that people you know fainted in the movie theater there are a lot of uh, conversations about how the set was actually haunted but that's something i hear about every single horror movie like that's where you start to wonder like is this real is this pr are they just influenced by such a script because i mean especially if you've uh, made a film ever you know that it starts really entering your perception of reality you constantly think about the world of the film you're making and you start seeing everything in the world from that point of view so and and to make a film which is this intense it must have been a really 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 difficult and intense experience mentally i mean i cannot even imagine uh linda she is so small and she has acted so well and it must have been really traumatizing to act as a child in that movie uh the protagonist of this movie is actually not regan even though the film is about her and the demon that possesses her the protagonist is Damien who is the priest who eventually helps Chris uh perform the exorcism on her daughter and who goes through his own hero's journey about is faith real or not but we don't really know what he concludes in the end because he uh goes through the exorcism process in a way that he does not survive it and he is the reason that regan is scot free this movie is to be watched for the pacing of every scene it's to be watched for how clear it is like when you are telling a a, a linear uh, narrative there have there has been so many stories and films and theater plays which are linearly you know uh structured and that makes it really difficult to actually uh perform it it makes it very difficult to execute it and so this movie is very important to know how clear cut the director's vision was how there is no lagging spaces it's not messy there is no scene which is too long there is no scene which is too short there is no scene which is you know out of the aesthetics of the movie it's just really brilliant how this movie has come together and it just makes me really happy that a movie like this is appreci- appreciated on like uh, such high levels internationally and 
this movie is the reason i could actually understand zulowski's possession which is hopefully the movie i want to talk about next time because it's also uh exorcist is also about possession of a human body and ultimately are we possessing our own selves how wh- how do we decide which ideas should possess us i mean there are really deep questions to ask after one has finished watching this movie